Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? How you doing? I can't do... Yeah, forget that. My Sopranos imitations leave much to be desired. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. Paul Douglas joining you. Chris Tubbs, Tubbsy in producing today uh, for DJ for Hump Day. DJ is somewhere. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) DJ is somewhere in Maine hanging out, enjoying his summer with his two amazing daughters and his dear wife, Katrina. Not named after Hurricane Katrina. I keep asking him about that, but no, apparently she predates Hurricane Katrina. We'll we'll hear from DJ coming up at 5.30. My question for you today, among others, if you have small kids, are you going to get them vaccinated? Yes, no, maybe why you are, why you're not. Just curious, 651-461-9226. Send us a text. I'm curious because I have some skin in the game, 651-461-9226. Uh, my two boys are, are grown. They're in their 30s. But I do have a two-year-old grandson, Jordan, who I talk about incessantly. Some would argue too much. But, yeah, it's as good as everybody said having grandkids would be. You rent versus buy you lease them you love them you play with them you hand them back yeah it's 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 pretty pretty ideal and i have to say jordan's parents i thought they'd be first in line for the vaccines but uh i talked to my oldest son today and he said dad we're we're just gonna wait we're not gonna be first in line we're not gonna be last in line Uh, We just want to make sure there are no side effects. All the data suggests that the side effects for young children are mild and transitory. They don't last for long. But, uh, you know, hey, what works for me may not work for you. I've had both vaccines. I've had two boosters. I'm living my life. I'm not wearing a mask, generally, unless asked to wear a mask. And, you know... My attitude is I'm going to catch this thing eventually. I think all of us will. My hope is that it's a mild case, but I don't know. Other people who've been vaccinated, some of them have gotten severe cases of COVID. Everybody's body chemistry is different, right? Just because Joe Schmo down the street had a mild case doesn't mean you will have a mild case. Uh, 
Tubsy, you've you've gotten vaccinated, right? I mean, you're yes. Are you up to date? Did you get boosters? Yes, I have uh, gotten everything that has been made available to us. Okay, and you haven't caught this thing yet, or have you? I have not. We kind of feel like we got it before it really started to surge, um, because back in I want to say like February of 2020, uh, my wife and I both got really really sick for about a week. And it was some. It was unlike anything we had ever had, but we just figured it was. You know, it was cold season. It was flu season. We were just a victim of that. So we're both thinking that we've we had it, and just didn't hmm. realize it. But since since the vaccination, we've been fortunate that we have we have not. I mean, we've tested several times just to make sure, and everything's been negative. But yeah, we've been you know one of the fortunate ones, but. I I am like you, though. I do think that if you haven't had it, it's just a matter of time before somebody gets at least, you know, some version of it. Yeah. And that whole long COVID thing, I realize most people recover fairly quickly and have no long lasting symptoms. But a significant percentage of Americans, millions of Americans are having symptoms, shortness of breath, brain fog, weakness, fatigue months years after they catch this thing and you know that that's worrisome because again nobody knows exactly how they will react to this virus until it's in your body and then it's like oh okay yeah i I had a friend of mine in april that got it i want to say maybe late march early april and he is still struggling with the effects where he'll just he'll get tired and he's still got a, a nagging cough and it's yeah the, the long covid i mean you can look at the survival rates but i think you need to take into account yeah the the, the long covid is definitely a thing and i think it's going to continue to be yeah. more prevalent as we get you know as history just goes along we start to see what the real effects long term are and i just wonder with health insurance you know if you're sick for months years how does that work does that become a pre-existing condition i think that i think that's a great question and i think it's something that people should be considering i could very well see that it would be a pre-existing condition somewhere down the road so all i know is that the fda and the cdc and probably more government agencies with acronyms um have approved these vaccines for kids younger than the age of five and they're rolling out this week check with your local pharmacy Uh, safety data from moderna and pfizer found that potential side effects were mostly mild and short-lived some of the side effects a little bit of swelling and redness the most common other symptoms were fatigue and sleepiness some kids had irritability or fussiness loss of appetite headaches abdominal pain or discomfort, enlarged lymph nodes, mild diarrhea, or vomiting. I sound like one of those ads on the evening television newscast. (laughs) Side effects may include body parts falling off, but other than that, please rush out and buy this prescription drug. But here's the deal. All these little kids, they got better quickly. And uh, COVID-19, the fifth leading cause of death for kids between the age of one and four over 400 small children have died uh since the beginning of the pandemic so anyway um 
look, I'm just a clueless observer. Somebody who knows a lot about vaccines is Dr. Greg Poland, a vaccine expert known around the world for the work he's done on vaccines. He's joining us next from the Mayo Clinic. Paul, back with you. Hope your Wednesday is going well. I'm happy there are no pulsating blobs on Doppler radar, no running and screaming this evening. It's going to be nice and quiet. Pattern not ripe for severe weather. There could be a couple of spotty strong storms late tomorrow and again Saturday. Uh, actually, uh, Friday and Saturday are the two days where there could be some storms. I think tomorrow should be fairly quiet and hot, low 90s. Are you getting your child, your younger child, a vaccine? Or are you just going to wait and see what happens? 651-461-9226. Leave us a text. It was about 18 months ago that a nurse in New York received the first U.S. coronavirus vaccine. As many as 19 million kids between the ages of six months and five years can now get a shot, either the Pfizer-BioNTech or Moderna, to protect them from the worst effects of coronavirus. Should you run out and get one if you have a young child? Dr. Greg Poland has been gracious during the pandemic, always showing up with great information and uh, a pleasant bedside manner, doctor. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. And hey, before we get into it, I just got to say, uh, on the, as these shows wind down, Minnesota should declare you and Jordana, a state treasure. <laughs> there are very few people that do their job with the excellence you guys do, and uh, it's been a pleasure over well, the last couple of years working with you. Well, thank you. That that's very kind of you. And look, I'm uh, I'm just stepping back. I'm going to still be doing weather here on CCO. Yeah. Yeah. beginning next week but jor and adam will be on nine to noon and i'm sure they're going to have try to have dibs on you uh for your continued <laughs> information so thank you for for stepping up and and being so agreeable and available to come on the air and of answer course. our stupid questions but uh, let, let me ask you this that... Go ahead. Yeah. well some of them are stupid and and that's okay um but here, here's the deal. My my oldest son is taking a wait and see. He said, Dad, I'm not going to be first in line with his son, our two-year-old grandson, but I'm not going to be last in line either. And I just want to kind of see how things go. Every yeah. family is different. What do you recommend to parents who may be struggling with a decision whether to run out and get a vaccine for kids, their kids under the age of five? Good idea, bad yeah. idea. Yeah, Paul, you, you you actually said it very well. I, I think it's that this decision is going to be different for each family. So be informed. Talk with a healthcare provider that you trust. There are lots of nuances around this decision that are not as easy as you know a, a thirty second uh, TV spot or something. You know, right. for for example, the Pfizer's three doses. Uh, and it takes uh, it takes a couple of months to get through that regimen. Moderna is two doses inside of a month. Side effect profile for Moderna is a little higher than the side effect or reactogenicity profile for Pfizer. For those young kids, the, the Moderna is going to be 25 microgram doses. For Pfizer, three microgram doses. But here's the main thing I'm really concerned 
that parents understand so that we don't hear, well, wait a minute, my child got the vaccine and got infected anyway. Yes, that's going to happen because these vaccines are, prim- are, are, are very good and primarily meant to prevent death, severe disease, this multi-inflammatory system disease that can occur in kids, complications. They're not as good. They're mediocre in protecting against uh, asymptomatic, mild, maybe even moderate infection. In fact, their, their efficacy for those more mild uh, uh, symptoms is maybe 30 to 50%. Their efficacy against severe disease, more in the 85% range. Okay. So, you know, you just have to, you have to go in understanding what the rationale for the vaccine is. Yeah, that, that's a very good point, that, that we're not eliminating the, the virus as much as we'd like to. The goal is, if you catch this thing, when you catch it, not to get a severe case. Let me ask right. you this. I'm hearing more and more uh, experts uh, talking about maybe we have a critical mass of immunity. They're not calling it herd immunity, not yet, but the between people who've caught it and have immunity from catching COVID and other people who have level of immunity from vaccines and boosters, that even though we're seeing a few more waves and new variants, that hospitalization rates and deaths, correct me if I'm wrong, have not spiked up. Yeah, you're, you're right, Paul. I mean, our, our, the number of cases occurring per day has dropped about 15% in the last two weeks. Hospitalizations are actually up about 2%. I, people admitted to the ICU up about 9%, but deaths down 11%. So if we did not have any different variant than what we have right now, what you just said would absolutely be true. The concern is right now going into the summer, about 20 plus percent of the cases that are occurring in the U.S. are due to the BA4 and BA5 variant against which we have very low immunity. The evidence for that is um, Omicron and uh, uh, beta really devastated the Republic of South Africa. They had very, very high population levels of immunity, higher than we have in the U.S. And uh, when, B, when uh, these variants, these new variants, swept through South Africa, they had widespread illness, a real surge. Not, not so much the death and hospitalization. Um, so, so we do seem to be moving ever so slowly into what we hope will happen, which is as we move to a more endemic setting, we are not there yet. The severity for otherwise healthy people will will uh, be held constant will or even decrease so the goal is by giving vaccine that we can't eliminate the disease that's just that's off the plate but what we can do is make the disease more of a flu-like illness than of the devastating illness COVID-19 can be doctor last question um to your point, with this virus, I worry, and I'm sure you worry, about new strains of coronavirus 
for which we have zero immunity. In other words, will this thing continue to mutate, and could there be a version uh, that that bites us in the butt when we least expected, thinking the thing is over and here comes a new strain? And oh, by the way, the current crop of vaccines and boosters don't help at all. Um, is that a possibility? And why can't somebody invent? I know it's easier said than done. A vaccine. Uh, that works on all mutations, or is that a pipe dream? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think it is a pipe dream, Paul. And and in fact, my laboratory is working on such a vaccine. We've been working very, very hard on a so-called universal or pan-coronavirus um, uh, vaccine. We've got some excellent early preclinical results, but it's taking those through clinical trials that's difficult. And uh, you're right, we, we are in a situation pretty much worldwide where people are pretending that the pandemic is over, leading in the U.S. alone to about 100,000 known new infections per day. The real uh, number is probably three to five times that number. And every time this virus infects somebody, there is the possibility for a mutation. In fact, uh, one person who's expert in the mutational ability of this virus published an estimate that there are well over 2,000 additional variants that the virus is capable of mutating into. Oh, lovely. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, uh, one day at a time, and um, we all want this thing to be over. Uh, yes, I'm not indeed. sure. The virus wants it to be over yet, but uh, yeah. Dr. Poland, I have your cell number. Uh, I, even though I won't be on three to six, I, I will still call you and annoy you with uh, confusing questions. So thank hey, you for I, I being would, a trooper. I, I, w- I would love that. It's a privilege. I mean, that's what we're here at Mayo Clinic for, right? Uh, WCCO is more than Minnesota, but its primary home base is Minnesota, and we're here for you guys. Well, thank you for what you and your amazing team are doing at Mayo, being on the the bleeding edge of this. And uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you, my friend. All right. Take care. Be safe. You too. Thanks, Greg. That was Dr. Greg Poland at the Mayo Clinic. So uh, it looks like there are enough votes in the Senate to get some level of gun reform, but it may be held up in the House. When we come back, going to be uh, talking to somebody who's been on frequently, Rob Doerr. He is uh, with the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus to get his take on what there seems to be some level of bipartisan support uh, in terms of lowering the risk of more massacres and people who shouldn't have firearms uh, getting firearms into their hands. We'll see if it might move the needle and make a difference when we come back on CCO. So I agree with the vast majority of Second Amendment defenders and responsible gun owners who support expanded background checks and enforced red flag laws. I am not threatened by that. I think something has to be done. You're never going to take the risk down to zero. Can we take common sense measures to lower the risk? of more massacres like we had in Uvalde, Texas, a couple of weeks ago. There have been something like 250 uh, mass shootings in the United States since the beginning of the year. Four people or more killed 
well over 250 and counting. Yesterday, Senate negotiators said they had finalized a bipartisan 80-page gun safety bill to take firearms away from dangerous people and provide billions of dollars in new mental health funding. So here's the deal. The gun bill has passed in the Senate, including 14 votes from the GOP, including McConnell and Cornyn. But House Republicans apparently, reportedly, will formally oppose this bipartisan gun package and push lawmakers to vote against it. Rob Doerr is Senior VP, Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, and uh, he has joined us numerous times in the past. Rob, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Paul. Have you had a chance to look at this bill at all? Um, yes, it, it did come out uh, yesterday. The the text of it did just a little bit before they voted on it. I, I want to reset a couple of things real quick. One, it hasn't passed off of the Senate floor yet. What they did is just a procedural motion to get it on right. uh, for debate. So it still has to be debated uh, on the Senate floor and, and then passed off. Uh, so just a clarification there. And then I did hear you on your introduction. You say that there's been over 250 mass shootings. Um, and then you said with four or more people killed, there's a little bit of a conflict in, in the numbers there, just to make sure we're operating on the same the, the right information here. The, the gun violence archive, where that 250 number comes from, they count anytime four or more people are injured, uh, not necessarily killed. Uh, when you go to four or more killed, the, the number's in the single digits, just, just to kind of set the stage here. Okay, all right. Uh, we we absolutely want to be true to the data, so I, I appreciate that. Is this something based on, and you probably haven't had a chance to do a deep dive and, and digest all 80 pages of this, but is what they're trying to do, d- does this pass the red face test with you, and is this something, in theory, you and the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus could support? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of things to like in this uh, in this bill, and things that we've been working for, things like school safety audits, uh, infrastructure investments, uh, mental health resources, strengthening penalties for uh, straw purchasers, which is the number one source of criminally acquired firearms, and, and incentivizing some more investigations into those things. All of those things are things that that we've supported on. I think where our members and our organization has a, a big problem with is the uh, the incentivization incentivization for states to pass the red flag laws, particularly the ones uh, where ex parte orders uh, are used. Expand on that. Why why does that cause indigestion for for some of your uh, members of the caucus? Yeah. So. Uh, uh, the the big issue with the ex parte order process is it's a uh, it's a process where the accused doesn't have the opportunity to provide their defense before an order is issued and what an ex parte order does it allows anybody these are the bills that have been introduced in Minnesota we don't have any language in front of us in Minnesota all the federal government can't enforce a national red flag law um so what they're doing is they're dangling money to the states to get the states to pass their own laws so what we've seen introduced here on, in Minnesota in the last few years, uh, last few legislative sessions, allows anybody who's a family member, anybody who's a roommate, who lives in the same household, who's related by blood, or anybody who's ever been in a significant romantic relationship with somebody, to go to a court with an accusation. And then the court gets to decide whether that person has their firearm seized 
before the individual has an opportunity to offer their defense. And that's where I think our, our, our big issue is there, is that, that we've seen in other states where this has been abused. Uh, but moreover, it's a, just a due process violation to go and see somebody's property before they have a chance to have an adversarial hearing. Okay. One thing that uh, stood out to me, in recent years, many of the shooters in these these mass attacks, which are really, you know, murder-suicides, sadly, um, but many of them have been younger, under the age of 21. And one, one thing that this legislation, proposed legislation, does is toughen background checks for the youngest firearms buyers. Is, is that a good idea in your estimation? Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure about the efficacy of it, but uh, I, I think I see where they're trying to go with it. I think the devil's going to be in the details with this one, particularly because some states like Minnesota, when you're a minor, we don't actually convict you of crimes. We adjudicate, uh, adjudicate you delinquent. Um, and so you're, you haven't actually been convicted of any crimes. There's just you've had some behavior that has caused concern in the past. And there are some crimes where if you get certified as an adult, you get treated as an adult, and those do impact your gun rights. And I think that that's that's a, a, a right standard to have. Uh, but I, I, how the implementation of this is going to be very interesting, especially from a due process, where if, if you've got somebody who hasn't been identified as a criminal, if you're going to deny them their constitutionally protected rights, uh, what's the threshold that has to be met, uh, you know, if, if there hasn't been a criminal conviction? Okay, got it. Um, Rob, I'm, I'm just curious, what would you do? Uh, what are some measures that you would propose um, to, to lower the risk of firearms getting into the hands of people who should not have firearms? I, I keep hearing about mental health, and my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is that our rates of mental health problems in the United States are not significantly different than other countries around the world. What is different is that we have far more firearms available uh, for the wrong people to get their hands on. What would you like to see happen? Yeah, I think, you know, if, I, I'd encourage your your listeners and maybe even yourself to go watch the hearing that took place yesterday with the um, uh, director of the Texas Department of Public Safety talking about all of the issues that individuals saw with this shooter, but nobody reported it. I mean, they talked about some horrific things like him carrying around a bag of uh, dead cats and making yeah. explicit th- threats to people that he was going to shoot up a school. But no, not a single individual reported that to law enforcement so that they could even investigate and keep their eye on this individual. Um, you know, we've uh, you know we've talked before that that we've been strong advocates for for increased mental health, particularly in our in our schools, uh, trying to catch these people up upstream because. Uh, yeah, anybody who's under 21 has no problem finding narcotics, has no problem getting cigarettes or, or, or vapes. Uh, yeah, I, a, a firearm might be slightly more difficult, but not impossible for them. I think wh- where we're going to find the most common ground is trying to catch these individuals who need help upstream before they in- injure themselves or injure somebody else with a firearm or with, with anything else. I mean, the, the, the most deadly attack on a school uh, it didn't happen with a firearm. It, ha- it happened with uh, with explosives. 
explosives in, in Michigan. And I, I think we, we want to identify these people who are threats and address the actual threat rather than try to play whack-a-mole with the different types of instruments that they, that they could use. But moreover, I, I think we just need to, to work on, as a society, knowing the resources that are available and keeping an eye out for the warning signs. There's a great outfit that's based here in Minnesota, the Violence Project, they, they've got done the most comprehensive research on mass shooters that's out there. And if you look, there's no single indicator that's, that's, that tells you that somebody is going to commit a mass shooting, but there's always a picture that's being painted. And getting people to recognize the pieces of those pictures and to collaborate, that's what's going to have the most, most successful effect in, uh, in addressing these individuals and getting them the help they need before they try to carry out mass harm via any means. Yeah, absolutely. There are often breadcrumbs on social media. People go back and say, could have, should have, would have. But yeah, the bottom line, and I could not agree more, if you see something, say something. Don't assume that the other guy or gal is reporting this person to the police. Err on the side of caution and pick up the phone and do something about it. Rob Dorr, Senior VP, Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Thanks for joining us today, Rob. Anytime. Thank you. You bet. So when we come back, Paul Hodawanek in the newsroom with a quick update, what you need to know next. Paul, back with you on the radio on CCO. Like many of you, I run out to my mailbox every day looking for my walls check. And it, it did not come today. I'm hoping Paul Hodawanek has an update. But I, I sense that it swept up in politics. Am I right? Hey, Paul. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm... Uh, <laughs> So I, I may be waiting a little bit longer for my walls check. What What is the latest and why is there such acrimony over wanting to give people back money, their money? Yeah, I, you know, Paul, I think it's the Democrats are pushing for those walls checks. They want um, to get hand, to get Minnesotans some money right away. But, you know, Republicans say this is nothing more than an election year gimmick. They have been very, very consistent on that. They don't want just a one-time payment. They want that permanent tax cut relief. So right now, there isn't a lot of progress being made. It's a lot of blame being thrown from both sides. Democrats say, why wouldn't Republicans want to get um, any money back to to the people? And Republicans say, wait, 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 no, we want long-term solutions for this. So right now, it's, it's a lot of picking sides and uh, not a lot of progress. So no big news on special sessions. Both doesn't sound like they've had much contact between the two, the the Senate leadership and the uh, House of Representatives leadership. Uh, but there's certainly a lot of talk going back and, and a lot being thrown into the public. But it doesn't sound like a ton of progress is happening behind closed doors. Is there concern that this could help uh Governor Walls with his reelection, if these checks go out, is that the subtext here? You know, I think that's the the crux behind what Republicans are saying. Now, Democrats are saying similar things, and that's why Republicans aren't coming back for a special session. They're saying they want to delay. They are, you know, saying, well, not a lot happened this session, so we need to change that. So that's what's happening with Republicans. They're both kind of throwing that uh, accusation at each other. Paul Hodawanek in Studio A. Thank you, Paul. When we come back, less nicotine in your cigarettes. Are you okay with that? That and more stuff that caught our eye next. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.